Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Indie Spot Podcast. I'm Chocolate Your Games. I am joined by Warsong. Hello again. And today we're talking about Shell Shock Live. Now, real quick, before the, the listeners can click off, I did a video review of Shell Shock Live that you can see on the CFN YouTube channel, link in the description. And Warsong, you did an article about Shell Shock Live that you can see at computerfigure.com, link in the description. Yeah, I did. So now that we've lost about 30% of our viewers for the for that plugging, <laughs> let's talk about Shellshock Live. So what what is it? Because you brought you brought this game unto me a little bit before the Steam Summer Sale and then I picked it up during then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, okay. Um I happen to be a big nostalgia, I don't know, uh slap in the face because I, I just I just keep bringing nostalgic stuff up. You know, so, you know, like Captain Kahan and other games that are very reminiscent of, you know, bygone era games. Um, you know, these are games that play like old games, but are like way, way, way better than the old games ever were uh, to begin with. Uh, back in 1992, I want to say, um, the DOS era was, you know, really kicking it. You know, there was plenty of video games out there. Um, there was games that were rivaling stuff that were being published by Nintendo and stuff like that, you know. At the time, Nintendo was having a lot of success with the Mario Kart games, uh, with the very first one that came out on the Super Nintendo. And uh, at around the same time, this game called Wacky Wheels came out for DOS, uh, which was essentially a direct ripoff of uh, that, that particular game with Mario Kart. All right. So it's very interesting to see how that kind of, you know, how literally. Uh, the indie scene was alive back then, you know, this distributed by shareware was kind of bringing people into PC. And when I finally got to PC, I realized that the install sizes for some of these games were just a little too big for me to be able to handle with, you know, having to carry around a pouch full of floppy disks to be able to install one game. 23 no kilobytes. Game. I can't store that. <laughs> that was never an issue. It was, it would be like 20, you know, 20 megs. That would be about 18 oh, floppy disks. Yeah, so no, 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 you don't carry that around. Anyhow, um, the uh, try to, trying to find smaller games was, was the priority. And uh, one of the games that I found while doing that was a game called Scorched Earth. All right? That's where Shell Shock Live comes in. All right? Shell Shock Live derives a lot from uh, not just Scorched Earth, but also a game called Gorillas. Yes. And uh, that was a QBasic game where if you were a subscriber to, I can't remember which magazine it was. Um, it might have been PC. No, it wasn't PC Gamer. It was probably PC World or something like that. Yeah, I think um, it was. Th they would give you the source code right there in the article. Like just right there. Just retype all of this back into your computer and bam, you've got the game. And oh of course God. the game was small and tight and it was fun. All right. And then it was also a game on the Macintosh called Cannon Fodder which did a very similar thing, um, though nowhere near as graphically interesting, uh, even though Macs are supposedly the, the graphics kings. Um, independent uh, gaming on a Macintosh was kind of rare. Gaming on a Macintosh back then was kind of rare to begin with. As opposed to now, where it's a thing? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. well, here's the problem, all right? In, in that era, everybody was like, oh, well, you, you want to play on PC because... Um, PC has the best games. You know, Macintosh doesn't have any games at all. 
That's why I'm a PC user. And nowadays, it's like, well, um, the reason why I use a PC is because I want to do real work. You know, Macintoshes are only for, you know, froofy graphic stuff. Yeah. I do graphic stuff all the time, but I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That so, being... the, the, yeah, the brief history uh, gone up to this point. Uh, I found System Shock Live, uh, System Shock, uh, <laughs> Shell Shock Live, and I absolutely fell in love with it because it reminded me of all these old games. Do you want to go ahead and just refer to it as SSL so we don't have to worry about the whole us getting tongue-tied constantly during this episode? I don't know. I think that's part of the fun. All right. Sure, let's go ahead Well, and I'm going to go ahead. And so SSL, as you mentioned, is a 2D tank game in mm -hmm. which you control a tank and you are trying to blow up other tanks and sometimes targets. And that's the gist. That's pretty much the whole game, but it goes a lot more in-depth than that. Oh, yeah. You have the randomized landforms, which were a thing in, in Shell, uh, Shell Shock in um, Scorched Earth. Yes. Uh, shout out, a shout out to the creator of Shell, of, uh, Shell Shock, of Scorched Earth, uh, Wendell Hicken. He's a, he's a real champ. Anyhow, the, um, the randomized landforms uh, do create some interesting uh, possibilities because then all the tanks get arranged on the randomized landform, and you have to adjust for that. There's wind that you have to adjust for. Of course, there's gravitational drop because this is a physics sandbox, uh, just a 2D one. That's it. Um, and then there's these marvelous toys they give you. This this literal vertebral cornucopia of different types of munitions that do all kinds of fun, wacky things. If you're going into SSL thinking, man, this is going to be World of Tanks, but 2D. No, it's not. Um, mm, if nope. you're going into SSL thinking, I want to fire a cat at another tank, then yes, that oh, is yes. exactly what is going to happen. In fact, you can fire cats and bananas. Good. The cat was the first weapon I got when I leveled up, and that's when I kind of <laughs> realized, like, oh, this is going to be a good time. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a good time here. And one of the things that almost like overwhelmed me when I first saw it was the whole you unlock a weapon and it just shows this massive sheet of all these weapons that you can get and that was crazy that was so much to look at and it was almost overwhelming and then I was like you know what whatever I'm not gonna 100% this game that's not gonna mm -hmm. happen because no, this game is know. very casual yeah, it's you're not gonna it's it's not gonna get in the esports scene anytime soon. You're not gonna you're not gonna see any of the top streamers picking this one up, but it is it is a really, really solid solid experience. Yeah, and this game specifically started out as a flash game, I believe. So there was um there's actually still some versions out there floating around of uh Shell Shock that you can find that are just flash games. And if you have a a web browser that can still run Flash at all because most of them have uh, upgraded out of, to HTML5, uh, then, yeah, you can still play the old versions, but there's not really much of a point when Shellshock Live is available. It's very inexpensive, and, yeah, it gives you the full experience while they're still continuing to update it. They have done some minor updates here and there to fix bugs and stuff like that, something they couldn't do with a Flash distribution anymore. Yeah, in case you're wondering what the price of SSL is, it is six dollars and ninety nine cents, 
or you can buy a four pack so you can give it to your friends for $20. Yep. So that is the pricing. It's very, very inexpensive. It's pretty it's pretty fun. So let's let's just hop in. What was your what was your first minutes with the game? The first minutes with my with the game weren't actually that great, actually, I'll be honest. The I was very underwhelmed by all the graphics. You know? I was just like, hey, hit me with a start menu of some sort and let me get going. And they're sitting there going, no, we have to show you all this special cool stuff that we managed to pull out of the Unity and, and check out this rawr. Check out this sick guitar riff, bro. Yeah. It's like, so well, they, I just want to play the game. Exactly. They, they start slapping you with all the heavy graphics right away. And they've got this cute little cog loading screen. And uh, they've got the whole splash menu that they do. And it's like, oh, guys, I want I want in the game, please. Uh, can, can I start blowing stuff up now? Because I'd already seen, you know, uh, the the videos for it, so I kind of knew what I was getting into graphically. See more. So I went in with my first couple minutes completely blind. There was I had I had not seen any videos. All I knew was, buy this. It's a tank game, and I was like, all right, I'll just do that. That's the thing. It's like a dollar on the summer sale. I'll purchase it. So I bought it. It was a tank game. The first thing I noticed was the music when I when it was loading and stuff was this like heavy guitar almost metal like these this heavy guitar music and I'm thinking thank god because don't get me wrong I love a good chip tune but I have heard dozens of chip tunes just in the last week I I have heard the 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit music. Like I I get it. That's great. But I'm so tired of it sometimes. And whenever it's a step away from that, I'm happy. So that happened and then I went ahead and I hopped into the campaign because I I figured I might as well like learn how the movement and stuff works because you grew up with scorched earth and gorillas and stuff because you're old or whatever because you're old <laughs> and i didn't because i'm young too young some would say i would agree and then i did play gorillas gorillas.bass or gorillas.basic uh instead of my comp sci class last year because wow. My class was really easy, so I would just play gorillas all the time. And then at some point, someone gave me a flash drive with, like, Counter-Strike Source on it. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have a LAN party with, like, three other people instead of doing this. So that was good. But I, So I played it, and I went into the campaign instead of going into the multiplayer. And the first campaign was the... It's weird. The intro stages of the campaign. Because you've got to get to stage, like... Five or six before the enemies start firing back at you. Yep. So it's... I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but it was very bizarre. Like, I felt like they could have had one stage. And if you're like, oh, I'm dying at the second stage because they're shooting back. Go back to the first stage. Practice some more. Or just have like a practice range option because I mm -hmm. felt like that was kind of a bit too easy. 
And then you would get levels, like, in the second or third batch, because you have to complete all the levels, and then it unlocks, like, the next tier of campaign levels. And mm -hmm. one of them was you have three sniper bullets, and there are three targets, and you have to hit those three targets perfectly. Like, you have to get yep. them. And I, I, I'll be honest, I'll level with you. I haven't beaten that yet. I still can't. I gave mm, up, and no. I st that was when I gave up, and I was like, I had binged the whole campaign up to that point, which wasn't crazy. It was like an hour or two, and then I gave up, and I was like, you know what? No, this isn't. I'm not gonna do this. So I went and I hopped into the multiplayer. How did multiplayer treat you? Ooh, the multiplayer was actually surprisingly good. Uh, I kept seeing stuff like, cause there's like a general chat in the sec in like the little left hand corner. And people were constantly saying, like, God, this community sucks. This community is so toxic. And I just jumped in a game, and I was like, hey, guys, this is my first game, so sorry. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. We are just playing. And it, I think we actually won. Like, no thanks to me, but we won. And it was really fun, and winning is great. It was really, it was a really good time after I had won. It was like, you leveled up. You can upgrade all your tanks. You can get the super sick chassis and get some get this look at this look at this and i was like whoa this is crazy because you get these like level a billion players that have played it like 24 hours since its release and then they have like these cool crazy looking tanks and you're thinking i want that i want to do that and then you realize how long it takes to get to that and you're like oh <laughs> i wanted that <laughs> No, um, I'll be honest. When it comes down to it, the, the leveling isn't that hard. Oh no, um, no, it's not. It, it isn't. It isn't. The uh, the game actually is pretty forgiving, and I think the fact that it does a little bit of uh, no fire back hold hand holding up until you know like the second campaign really, um, I think is 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 ideal because that keeps people engaged. It's like here, blow these up. You know, you're just going up against drones. A lot of games in the uh, you know late or early '90s, in the '90s really. Uh, did the same thing where, you know, they would sit there and go, okay, shoot this cargo box up until it explodes. And then it's like, yay, congratulations, pilot. You did a great job. Now let's it. give you something that's moving. Burn, you know, burn, it's not going to fire back, but it's moving. Yeah. It, did keep, it, it does keep you engaged. Otherwise, you just rage quit. I guess I'm just used to now the games that are like, we're going to not hold your hand. And then they're just like, all right, stage one. Guess what color I'm thinking of? And it's like, um, what? <laughs> I how, huh? It's like five you need a you need a steering wheel for this one. I'm like, I don't I don't have one of those. It, what? <laughs> you gotta plug in my phone to something? This is real confusing. So I'm used to that and having to piece my way through that. And then it's just like shoot at some targets. You have thirty bullets. Here's one target. And I'm like, oh. Oh, this is going to be a good time. And then we got to that aforementioned sniping stage, and I was like, I'm not having a good time. So then I stopped playing. Wait wait until you see the one where you get one piece of ammo, but you have four targets. Uh-huh, yeah, the one I saw, there was one of those where it had to bounce off the walls and stuff. Uh-huh. Was that the one? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, not just, it's not just that one. This is like you have to blow up several tanks, but you only have one piece of ammo to do it with. Yeah, awful. That's just painful. That's what I'm it's used wonderful. to, but I didn't want that. I, cause I didn't <laughs> grow up on the whole like scorched earth train. 
So I hopped into the multiplayer and I had a grand old time there. Leveling up, as you said, is pretty easy. You'll pretty much level up after every match if you win. Mm -hmm. For a good time. Like, imagine the beginning stages of Overwatch when you're like pretty early into the game. You're like level like five and you'll win a game and like level up. It's like that for the first like 30 or 40 levels. So that you was can get away nice. with a lot that in that context as well. Oh yeah, and now we're gonna get to something that I didn't like is when you when you level up, you get stuff right, but you also have these tokens that you can pick up throughout oh, your yeah, game. Oh yeah, gears. Yeah, and those are a premium currency, right? Don't those use microtransactions? No, not really. Don't they? I don't think I don't think you I don't think you can buy those at all. I feel like I remember um, there being a shop and me thinking, oh, dang it. No, no, no. Some of the characters that you blow up will drop one, so it's kind of random. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I um, remember that. Definitely. But I feel like I feel like there was a shop at some point. Maybe I'm completely losing my mind. That's very possible. There, there might be a, a, a microtransaction shop somewhere, but I've yet to encounter it. The way I get the majority of my cogs is by doing the once-a-day multiplayer thing. Uh, and then claiming the prize for that. And then the little wheel comes out and spins around, and then I've hit 100 a couple times. So, you know, that 100 cogs allows me to grab something that I might want from the shop. But when I look at the shop, there's nothing there that I really want. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really affect me. I'll, I'll work for the cogs, you know, just to build up a, a cog stock in the event that they do release something that I do want. But for now, no, I'm not even using it. Oh man! Well, I got like twelve, so I didn't. I couldn't buy anything because everything's like a billion, and you're like, <laughs> I can't. I have eleven, and they're like, Well, you need a hundred thousand, and you get a new gun, and stuff like that. But overall, like that, that's fine. I guess there isn't a shop. I can't remember. I think I'm maybe I'm confusing it with something else. You may be. Um, I'm, I'm suddenly finding myself needing to double-check that because I don't remember there being a microtransaction system. I just went into the, like, the, um... God. Oh, you're hopping into the game. Yeah, just really quickly. I was going to do that because I wanted to check, but then I realized that I'm recording and then the music would pick up. So I went into the Google Images to see if it has shop. All right. While you're doing that, I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna keep talking. So the so one of the things that also grabbed me about it was the art, because the art is very simplistic mm. and the tanks are very simplistic, but everything it's has a glowy. has really good lighting. Yeah, like it looks like a fluorescent like sign. Because all the stages are like the f background is dark. Like you'll see like little mountains and stuff, but it's pretty dark. But the yawn yawn. But the um, everything like lights up and it makes it feel really alive, and I really, really, really liked that. That was really good. Yeah, there's no way to pay uh, into the microtransaction system. Okay. It's purely by cogs, you have to earn them in game. All right, never mind. Then we can just cut out the last five minutes of this thing. I mean, I'm not gonna, but. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. We need all the content we can get. I can't. We can't spare that. I can't even, bro. I can't even. No, but yeah, the graphics the graphic system is very reminiscent of what you would find in most, uh, you know, Unity games and stuff like that. 
and it's very inspired by by Flash. So yeah, it's yeah. you know it definitely when and, you said and, I had no idea that it was once a Flash game, but when you said like oh it was a Flash game, I was like yeah that makes sense. I that makes sense to me. I get that. You're you're gonna hate me for this. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling down my uh my thing my uh campaign here. Yeah. I'm on the last level of Battle Royale. Oh. So that means I only got three more campaigns after this. Wow, I've got like all right. What's like the What's the name of like the third one? Like the third section. The third section is um, that's war games. Yep, that's the one I'm on. War games, okay. Whatever's yeah. called sniping or whatever, that's the one I'm stuck on. The one I I refuse to leave. I've done my review. I don't need to keep going. <laughs> Some people will be mad. Uh, Some people will get mad at me in the comments. Be like, oh, you got to finish a game. No, you don't. You don't have to 100% a game to get an impression of it. This is true. If a game sucks for 10 hours, it's going to suck for the other 30 in a 40-hour game. But this game didn't suck. Oh, no. It was a good... Shell of shell. Sharpshooting. That's the one you're on. That's the one. Sharpshooting. It was awful. (laughs) Oh, wait till you see Dingo ate your baby. That's beautiful. I feel like I played that one. I feel like it's that's there. I feel like that's the one I played. Like I just it's skipped. I, I completely it. blew past sharpshooting. Was like I'll come back to that never. <laughs> and just played some of the other ones. No, but all in all, all in all, the game has been really kind to me. I've really enjoyed uh, the stroll down memory lane that is, you know, reliving these old artillery games. Um, and as an artillery game, it's probably the penultimate version. I don't know that anybody could make a better one because they did make a Scorch 3D where everything was in a three-quarters view uh, and you could actually use 3D models as your tanks. Uh, uh, in fact, they even had a Bender model as a tank. You know, he was Bender holding a bazooka and uh, you could fire sounds, at each other. That sounds kind of weird. And Scorch 3D was good. Was it? It really was. It I'm was. check it out. But um, it was not as accomplished as or as bug-free as the original Scorch was. So Scorched Earth was, you know, just the, the best thing up until Shellshock Live came along, and it had been, you know, superseded previously by the Shellshock Flash games, which I had not known about until I found Shellshock Live. All right, so that's interesting. I have been seeing a resurgence of those kind of games. Like, have you seen that um, mobile game that's been advertised a lot recently, that Bowmasters? No, I haven't. That's that's interesting. That's an interesting take on that. It's like an archery thing. It wasn't bad. I picked it up and I played it for a bit, and then I got bored with it. But it was pretty fun. So, I don't have anything to follow that up with. I'm just saying that I'm seeing a resurgence in the genre hmm. recently. I'm wondering I'm wondering if uh, a resurgence in artillery games couldn't be uh, fueled by the uh, uh, augmented reality. Because imagine trying to play one of these oh, games, man, that'd be you know... Cool. In a situation where, like, it's being projected on a wall, and you have to, you know, use the phone to look at where your target is, look at your target, view, you know, range find it, then, you know, set up your thing, and then go from there. Catch uh, this heat. Pokemon Go with tanks. <laughs> uh, don't yeah, even yeah. don't even take the Pokemon out. Just keep them in there. Also. <laughs> 
and the then additional add, targets. And then add tanks. We don't we don't want like battles and trading in Pokemon Go. We want tanks. Listen to your audience, Nintendo. <laughs> Pokemon yeah, Company or Game Freak or whoever. Oh or no, Niantic. it's Niantic. That's the one. Yeah, they made Ingress. Yeah. Yeah, Niantic already has pretty much a situation like that. Um, Ingress is actually pretty much you know the camp out and start smacking each other uh, for uh, the points of control and stuff like points of interest. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So, do you have any other comments you want to make about SSL, or do you want to hop into the ratings? Ah, uh, jeez. My my final thoughts on it are the the graphics. Uh, they do kind of slap you across the face at first. But once you get used to them, they're fine. Uh, the music is pretty heavy, and that's actually well suited to the genre. And uh, the game is very simple, easy to jump into, easy to pick up, uh, easy to buy, easy to, to gift to somebody. Uh, it's a game that you can come back to again and again. And uh, there's even guys who are uh, like YouTubers who still play this game even after they've made their you know money off of you know the videos for it. So yeah, this game's good. Uh, and inexpensive and easy to play. So jump on in. Uh, I would give it a solid, very solid 9 out of 10. All right. I'm going to match that, and I'm going to also give it a 9 out of 10 because it was great. The campaign, I felt, could use a little bit of work, but it's serviceable because the multiplayer is really what Sid is. Like The campaign feels like it was sort of an afterthought, because the multiplayer is where the game's at. Like that's the that's the net main aspect of the game. Is what you're going to want to play is the multiplayer. But it was an awesome experience. I highly recommend it to anyone thinking about picking it up. It was just a great time. And do you know what else is a great time? Is that is that oh so wholesome feeling that you get when you give one dollar or more per month to your friends. Chocolatier Games and Warsong available at patreon.com slash chocolatier games and uh, ragelogin.blogspot.com that's the one you can get all of his links you can just put money right in his paypal you can go to computerfigure.com we do reviews there you can go to computerfigures network the youtube channel we do reviews there um, I might be doing some work with another website pretty soon so you can see that soon maybe perhaps and that'll maybe. be a thing but overall i have been and still are chocolatier games and i'm warsong and we'll see you next time bye bye later <laughs>